Hey, welcome back to an unedited special edition quick drop episode of Pigeon Hockey, where all I add is a puck noise, but you get to hear every other dumb thing we say or do. This is Chris today. Uh, this is Chris, your co-host today, and this is Sebastian. Hello, hello. Yeah, I told you right there, you're going to hear the stupid crap we do. I'm not editing it out. And you know us, we're just a going agoon that have taken one too many pucks of fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. And like I said, this is an unedited episode, so put the earmuffs on the kiddos and be ready for every extra um, you know, honestly, sea bass deep breath, dog whining, and beanbag shifting moment we have in store for you. How goes it, sea bass? Pretty good, man. Um, just... Uh... Enjoy my non-break from hockey. Right back into spring hockey now. So uh, life hasn't really changed much. Uh, what about you? Oh, man. Uh, leaving the one job for another job. Just got back from Italy. Um, watching this bug slowly approach me. I didn't think it would move as quickly as it has. But I don't know what it is. But it's moving pretty quickly. Uh, it doesn't look like a biter. But after being in Milan for the last... Five days and not having air conditioning, as promised in our hotel. Um, I had enough bites on me for the next year. So I'm just watching this thing approach my foot. Anyway, um, yeah, that's that's <laughs> where I'm at. I'm leaving one job for another. Um, watching a lot of NHL playoffs as well as NHL playoffs, man. And I tell you what, I don't know what it is with me in like five out of eight, but I just always seem land five out of eight. Thankfully, it's not less. Uh, but... I never get them all right, man. Oh, I got I got scared. I mean, especially with the the Toronto one. But you know, as soon as <laughs> as soon as I went to Game Seven, I I locked my my Tampa Bay pick in real good on that one because um, you know I said yeah. this loss once said they do this every year, and I mean, let's be honest, they do this oh, every year. It drives me. You know what? I'm saying it right here. I and you know what? If if I make this error in the future. Future listeners, call me out on it. And if a future listener calls me out on it, I will send them a Pigeonhole Hockey sweatshirt or something. Because I will never pick the Toronto Maple Leafs again until they make it to the second round. I will. They could be the best team in the league. They could be 82-0. And they could be facing a team eighth place overall that was really hot and is entering the playoffs with a 15-game skid. I'm still picking that other team because Toronto just doesn't know how to take it to the next level. And until they do, I'm never picking them again. They well, suck. And, and I, I don't know what it is, man. Let's be honest here, though. There, there's no way they're winning. They they would have <sighs> to kill two. They would have to kill two jinx in one night. They would have to kill the game seven jinx that they have against them, and they would have to kill the moving on to the second round jinx they have against them. That's two two big tasks to fill one night. As soon as they went to game seven earmuffs all the least fans i like i was nervous and you no know, honestly even though i picked I, I picked tampa i i secretly deep down actually wanted to see the least move on in the second round and and just for like my my least fans mental health you know like the the guys who are really into these teams where you know they it's like they they like live breathe eat sleep leaves hockey I really want them to go to the second round. And honestly, I wouldn't care if they got swept in the second round. I'd be like, you know what? Congratulations. You guys finally made it over that hump. But then it was game seven and that. I was like, nah, it's not happening. No, they uh, try to, instead of killing this bug, try to get it onto something to throw it out the window. And uh, it ran under a box. So I probably won't see it again. But no, dude, no matter what you do, like even Darren, like Darren's a Maple Leafs fan, right? For some reason. Oh, don't forget, too, he's a Leafs and Bruins fan, so it was a really rough night. 
Hey, Darren, reach out. Your team suck. Don't don't mention my Sabres or my uh, Capitals. But uh, but yeah, dude, this was wild, though. Let's let's kind of like talk about each one of these series real quick. Like, I don't think we have anything else to say except for the, you know, back to back Stanley Cup champs versus the team that is apparently is never getting over the first round or game seven hump. Um, uh, They I knew they made you sweat. I thought they had it, but I should have known better. I really did, did you hear? Did you hear what happened after that series was over? No. So Ottawa and Tampa uh, completed the trade for Nick Paul. So not only did they get you know Joseph and some picks for Paul, they actually also got a Leafs first round exit. <laughs> so I mean, good trade uh, by Ottawa dude, there. As a Nick fan, Paul in that series though, right? Especially Game Seven. Well, he's he's looking to get paid, right? I mean, he left he left a, I, what I thought for him was a decent deal in Ottawa if the numbers were right, what they reported. And then I think yeah. they were leaked on purpose on kind of put pressure on him. Uh, he left a pretty good deal on the table in Ottawa. And I get, you know, he teams want to go to a winner now and all that kind of stuff. But for him, I think he really just wants to get paid. He wants to get his contract. And I think he were, I mean, he showed that he could be a dynamic player. I mean, he single-handedly basically won that game. Yeah, he basically single-handedly sent the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning to the next round, man. Like, I kept so I kept wanting to say Toronto there, but it, it that wasn't the case. It was just it was like the Nick Paul show in that game. Um, but uh, man, how about Florida Washington? I think uh, I don't none of us I don't think saw Washington taking this as far as they did the game seven. But uh, I mean Florida was the better team, and I was extremely disappointed. I did pick Florida, but as a Caps fan, uh, I was disappointed. And, and I know, I know, as a Caps fan, you wanted to think it was Game Seven, but they actually took them in six in this one. This is actually, I think, one of the only ones that went to Game Six. Oh, um, you're right, it was six, and yeah. I actually had them in six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, I mean, you picked it right. Uh, I but picked yeah, I know it right. Florida, I just wish I was wrong. I, I, you know what? And honestly, like, I mean, this is kind of like a spoiler alert to anybody. If you don't know this by now, I'm sorry that I ruined your day. But we're getting the Battle, battle of Alberta in the second round, which as a Canadian fan, I'm so excited to just watch these two teams beat the living crap out of each other. Oh um, we're also getting the battle God, of Florida. Right? And if you watch those two teams at the end of the year, play each other, they live like, it was literally like they brought knives out. They didn't bring, they didn't bring sticks. They brought knives out and they're like having knife fights in the corners. Like I'm so excited for these two series. It's going to be like nasty hockey. And I cannot wait to see playoff hockey like that again. I'm just going to call this the Florida man series. And everyone knows Florida man literally. is something to be feared. <laughs> this is literally, this is going to be an epic battle we haven't seen in the playoffs before. Have, have Florida and Tampa faced them uh, outside of like the, a deep this deep in? Because didn't they face each other last year in the first round? Yeah, I think it's was it ninety three. I want to say the last well, when Florida went to the finals. That it was, was their number, Yeah, was yeah, it? So well, that I, was, I thought they went to the finals in ninety five because they entered the maybe ninety five. Yeah, because their know, first season was ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. I think was their first season. Yeah, so 95, I think, let's say mid-90s. 95, 96, yeah, because they took out the Bruins. I remember I got yeah. the I got the big poster of them skinning the Bruins, so to speak, um, yeah. because that's what it said. That's the paper says we skinned the Bruins, and I was like, I have it signed by a lot of the Florida Panthers from that team. Um, so that uh, was the last time. That was the last time they made it past the first round. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> one and only time. Um, so, yeah, this is not, this is untrodden territory for the for the Panthers, so I'm excited, and um, I, I, I'm seriously, I still think Florida's going to take down Tampa then. Um, I, I, agree I thought, with you there. yeah, 
I thought Toronto would take out Tampa and Toronto wasn't going to be able to handle Florida. I just don't think Florida. I mean, this is the battle of two amazing Russian goaltenders, man. Vasilevsky and Bobrovsky. Uh, this is going to be these two are amazing. Um, I, you know, I think Vasilevsky is a bit of a better goaltender right now than Bobrovsky. But uh, Florida, I think, is a better filled out team. Oh, I agree. I think they've, they've built their team so well to to be in these playoffs and, and kind of be in this position that they're in. And I, I've said it when we did our predictions. I think they're built to win. Um, as a Sens fan, I want them to win. Yeah. So maybe Claude Giroux decides to come and retire as a senator in his hometown, um, you know, five minutes from where he lives. <laughs> uh, but no, but for real, like I, I kind of like, you know, declares there. I was a big fan of declaring he was in Ottawa and didn't like how things ended there. Um, and I just think that they have got a lot of likable players on there, like Barkov, who is quietly one of the best players year in and year out. And you don't really yes. get to hear his name as much as you like McKinnon, all those guys like Barkov is just as good, sometimes even better depending on the night. And you just don't hear about him because he's in Florida. Like I feel like fans that are kind of just, the, you know, those fans that kind of just focus on their team and they're kind of in their little bubble and that's fine. Like whatever you're a hockey fan, you just care about your team. Yeah, Ben, you're going to, you're going to start hearing guys like Barkov and, you know, like Brofsky and those guys where you kind of maybe heard a bit here and there, but you're going to really see how good they are now. And I think, yeah, I think that I, I really want them to win the cup. So a guy like Barkov can get the respect that he needs. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as wanting him to win the cup. Um, but uh, I, I do think that they'll, uh, they'll make it past Tampa Bay. Uh, and, and then you mentioned the battle of Alberta, man. Let's just talk about those two series. Let's go Edmonton, LA. Uh, first of all, Holy hell, Jonathan quick. And uh, what's his name? Smith. Like, I couldn't believe the way those two played. Jonathan Quick, man, I I thought, honestly, I, I'm going to say I thought he lost his edge. But um, obviously, he's been amazing all season. And these playoffs, like, shoot, dude, I think they made it to game seven because of him. Well, yeah, and they made that far without their best defense with Drew Doughty being out. So it's I I don't know. I, I after Mike Smith threw up that. I mean, I call the pizza right up the middle that cost him the goal. I think that was game one. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he came back, bounced back, played well. But to me, it's just like that's who Mike Smith is. He either plays really yep. well or really bad. There's no in between. There's no like, whew, he played okay and, you know, got us through that game. It's like, no, no, like he had, you know, eight goals on four shots, which makes no sense. But that's just how it happens. It's almost like that's what it seems like. Or he made like 77 saves in three periods. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like he's just, there's no in between with him. Um, it, they pushed the game seven, but again, I mean, everyone thought LA was going to be, including me, I thought it was going to be five games, four games. LA put in a hell of a battle. No, they did. And I was really impressed with them, but uh, I was really happy to see Edmonton move on. Um, At this point, uh, my personal pick, not like my bracket pick, but my personal pick, I would like to see Edmonton go all the way and win the cup. But, uh, you know, they. I mean, with the way Mike Smith's playing, and God, I mean, can you say anything more about Connor McDavid and just the way he, especially was it Game 7 where he just kind of like took it from behind, like he got it from, I think he skated it behind the neck, brought up front, just wouldn't give up on the goal. Was that Game 7? Yeah, I, I, yeah. there was a few instances where he just buzzed. And yeah. I think for me, I, what I really liked about him, and I'm not sure if you saw it. So Vander Kane scored a seventh goal, and I'm not sure if he was telling the Kane, the Kings fans that they're going to Game Seven. He held up seven fingers, or he was showing that he has seven goals, or whatever. And I think Vander Kane's an idiot. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I you know, he gets back to the bench after that, and he, Vander Kane's just looking forward, and they, they panned over, and it's Connor McDavid just giving it to him. 
And it, honestly, like reading lips, it wasn't kitty friendly. So I'm not going to repeat everything. But <laughs> it was basically like smart the hell up. Like that's not who we are. Like show some respect kind of thing. Um, yeah. And, and right then and there, I was like, you know what? Connor McDavid is going to literally will his team to win game seven. And he did. Yeah, and that's just kind of the player Vander Kane is, you know, as a Washington playing Buffalo and stuff and and talking with some of the staff there uh, wasn't exactly a uh, friendly individual. And, uh, yeah, he keeps getting himself in stupid situations because he's just not that smart. So and like the worst part is the guy had seven goals in the first series. Like, that's unreal. That's, that's a good. Yeah, like, that's he's very super good. skilled. Like, that's the thing. He's really skilled. Like. He was one of my favorite players for a long time. When he knocked out Matt Cook in Atlanta, I mean, he was he. I got his jersey. I'm not even lying because I'm like, that's that's who I want to be a fan of. Uh, but the shenanigans in Winnipeg and into Buffalo, I'm just like, by the time he left Buffalo for San Jose, uh, I was just done with him. I mean, he's just he, he's not a you know, I don't know him personally, but uh, from what I've heard, you know, not the type of person I'd be around. He just He's arrogant from what I'm gauging and just not that smart. No, exactly. And and honestly, I mean, them. So, I mean, before we go on and talk about who they're going to play, I mean, I guess we can go into, you know, the Stars and uh, the Flames. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, another seven game series. Um, a series where the Flames are extremely lucky to have won. Jade Ottinger put up 67 saves. Oh, my. Um, and God. I, what, like, just still. Ottinger, man. What yeah, a. Like, Wow, it was such a, it was such a like I feel bad for him like they, like you never want to say a team let a guy down but a team let a guy down here like this guy did everything oh, yeah. he could to push them onto the second round they just couldn't do it and honestly I turned on the game a little late I was I was probably I was watching the I think it went from the Rangers game after they won in in overtime and we'll talk about that after but it flipped over to to this game and it was a minute in literally 60 seconds in it was one nothing starts and i was like oh like this is it like you get scored on that early in a game seven like yeah you know teams can lock you down and, and i mean what a thrilling game goes into overtime Goudreau pushes them on to the battle of alberta but again just a series where i just didn't think the stars had enough firepower to stick with the flames and and they pushed into game seven again yeah no i'm with you on that man because otter like He's got a lot of new fans, including me. I mean, not only the, the number of saves he made, but the quality. Like, the Flames were skilled, and they were kind of skating around that Dallas D. And some of the plays they were making, they, they should have ended that series in four or five games. Um, but incredible saves by Otter, and I think he's definitely a part of the Dallas Stars' future. Um I don't know what the terms of his contract are, but they need to lock him in. And I don't think he's a flash in the pan. I think he's more of a Bennington where, you know, he might not have the greatest season maybe next year, but uh, he, I think he's your long-term fix. He's your long-term goalie. Um, hopefully I'm wrong, but, uh, yeah, I think he, he played incredible this series. And honestly, man, when you look at the Battle of Alberta, I, I, you know, let's go. Let's continue on with the first round because I got some thoughts now. I, I would change my picks, but uh, let, let, um, let's move on then to your shocking Stanley Cup um, pick, the Rangers, who shocked okay. the hell out of me. Like honestly, like I watched that game. I watched Shesterkin get absolutely lit up back to back games, five yeah. hole the size of a Mack truck. Like you could throw literally your fridge through a five hole and they'd go in the net. Like it just like it made no sense how like awful he was playing. 
Like the guy is probably going to win the Vesna. Yep. The yep, guy hands down. He, I think he's he is he is the Vesna candidate. Period. Exactly, and I, I agree with you, and I 100 percent agree with you. And then to be probably what I thought at the time to be the worst goal in the playoffs, like just letting in just garbage goals, and then just his team just just willing it to existent, and then him stepping up in Game Seven. I mean, yeah. good for the Rangers. Like I, I told Haley, like I hate Kreider. I think Kreider is I'm a POS. He's done a lot of dumb stuff, and even a way like even the stuff he hasn't been like, like the stuff that hasn't become like like you watch him like slew a guy in the corner and like, all that kind of stuff. And I just not a fan. I think he's like th- there's a place to be like on that edge, like a Marchand, where he kind of pushes the envelope sometimes. Sometimes he goes too far, but when he just pushes it to the you know to that edge and you play and you still score goals, great. That's what kind of Kreider can be. But then he goes around and he just kicks guys' legs out and you know runs goalies and just kind of greasy and whatever. That's just my personal opinion, but. So I was like, you know, I don't, I honestly don't want him to win. Like, I just don't. But then the rest of the team just played their, their asses off. And honestly, like after they beat the Pens, I was like, you know what? I can get on this bandwagon. Yeah. I mean, I I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I'm I'm, honestly, as I said in the last episode where we talked about this, I hope they don't. Um, But I think they will. Uh, and again, I might change my opinion after the first rounds and how things looked here, but, uh, they were my original pick over Calgary and, and we'll see how that plays out because both teams are still running and gunning. So, um, but no, I wasn't really surprised necessarily by the Rangers advancing, but I was surprised by, um, and I, I, I picked them at seven. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to be easy over Pittsburgh. I just didn't think it would be in the way it was, you know, like it, it wasn't a dominant and honestly, Louis Domingue, like, yeah, he carried Pitts. I mean, what a shining star there for a bit. Like, don't get uh, me like, wrong. Like I, I get bringing Christian Jari's back. Christian Jari's been your stud all year. You throw him into Game Seven because he's healthy to go, but he's also been off for a month. Yeah, deep down I don't inside get me, it. like I almost wanted to, like I was like, dude, just give Louis this game. Just yeah. like he's either gonna live or die by the sword, but it's his game to live or die by. Yeah, he got him to where they were. He got him the three wins and the three losses. Let him earn that last win or, you know, deal with that last loss. But he carried him there. And I didn't, I don't agree with the, I was with you then when I saw they put Jari and I'm like, okay, uh, I disagree because what, were they afraid if Domingue got him to the second round, they'd have to keep playing him. Well, I think at that point, I think at that point, even if he gets to the second round, your starter is ready. Your starter gets to play in a game one where if you lose, oh, well, yeah, like you're putting a guy in after a month in a game that if you lose, your season's over. Let Louis try to go for the win. I mean, you've trusted him this far, and I know it's it kind of was a forced trust because, you know, everyone else got hurt. That being said, I mean, let him... But he him, got you there. Exactly. So let him go for it. He gets the win. I mean, as as a third back of goalie going in that series, I think he knows Tristan Jari is going to be the guy. You yeah. give Jari game one. Jari win games one, no problem. You roll with Jari for the rest of the way until you have to make a switch. Cool. Jari loses you that game. Okay. Then you reevaluate. Are you comfortable, Jari? Was it uh, was it on him kind of a loss, or was it just kind of a loss? I was like, man, whatever. If it's yeah. on him kind of loss, okay, then you go you, you go back to Domingue. You have somebody there who's who's playing. Who's I would say, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I go hot, but hot-ish. he he yeah. definitely he definitely let in some some I don't call them squeakers, but like questionable goals when he was in there. But he also made some big saves and some big time. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. To me, it's kind of like you trusted him. And I, I get he's your third third guy and you don't have to invest as much as you invest in your top two guys. That being said, like, it's like you just carry, carries you there and you're like, okay, hey, thanks for the 
thanks for the ride, but uh, take a seat. I don't know. I just yeah. I completely disagreed with that. Like I tuned in late because I was at I had you know I coaching myself, so I get to watch it. And as soon as I saw, I, it surprised me seeing Jari and Nets. Like I looked to make sure that they hadn't pulled Deming, and they did. They just started Jari, and it it surprised me. Yeah, I was none too impressed with that. Um, but then we move on to like Carolina, Boston. Um, again, another series that uh, I'm not surprised by the winner. I thought Carolina would knock out Boston in like six. It took seven. Um, but uh, but yeah, nothing. I don't think anything really surprising about this series. The only thing, honestly, again, no, no surprising. Um, I, I kind of had to have a laugh uh, and I'm not going to go into what he said, but. Uh, Marshawn going after uh, D'Angelo, um, yeah, gave me a good laugh, and I and I thought you know it, it was deserved. Um, I usually don't like some things Marshawn did, like I've already said, but for this one, I think he went across the line. But someone needs to finally do that. Um, the thing that shocked me, and, and I think it shocked the hockey world about like, and to me, I read into it at first as look at the captain hugging every single one of those guys going off the ice, letting them know like thanks for the battle this year, and then the hockey world blowing up into well, where is he going next year? Like, why is he hugging all his teammates? And I was like, wow, the rumor mill is flying. That's what surprised me. I was like, <laughs> man, like, to me, I just see Bergeron as the kind of guy who does that, like, just a great leader who, people are like, well, he didn't do it last year. Okay. And I get it. Contract is over. Um, you know, Ruins might be going a different direction. He might go in a different direction. But it just made me laugh about how him hugging his teammates turned into, like, well, there you go. He's gone. Yeah, I... I don't know. People, a lot of conjecture out there and it's just whatever. If it's not like if he left the team in the off season, he wouldn't be able to hug his teammates at that point. <laughs> but, yeah. It's uh, just, yeah. but I agree. I honestly, I had Carolina winning that one. Um, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be seven. I thought maybe six. I don't, I don't remember if that's what I said, but when I was thinking about it, looking at it this morning, I thought for sure it'd be kind of a six. Like I knew, especially with the goalie injuries that Carolina had, it wasn't going to be easy yeah. for them. But um, again, you just can, it just shows you can never count on Boston. They always fight. Yeah. It, it's Boston. And you knew it wasn't going to be a rollover series because it's Boston, um, Colorado, Nashville. Here was my one shocker. I know you <laughs> pick Colorado. I pick Nashville. Uh, I thought they, I thought Nashville would put up a fight and go to game seven and take it from Colorado. Cause Colorado always experiences goalie injuries at this time of year, and Colorado doesn't show up like Toronto does. But I also forget Colorado doesn't show up later in this series, um, or I guess later deeper into the playoffs. And uh, yeah, Colorado with the only sweep, uh, pretty dominating sweep at that. Yeah, and it, like they almost have like they're at ten days now of a break that they're they're having. So you know they're all like it's not gonna be quite two weeks, but it's basically two weeks of a break since they last played hockey. So. I I honestly thought Colorado was going to get at least one win, maybe two if they're or sorry, um Nashville is going to get maybe one win, maybe two. Um especially on the you know a guy like Roman Yossi who's been an absolute stud all year. Um and um and I am drawing a blank on his name. You see Saros uh playing lights out like he always does. Um I thought Nashville had some pieces, you know, Duchesne started off really hot at the start of the year. I was kind of hoping he'd find his touch and there's a couple other guys there that I, I just thought could step in and maybe shock the world. But um, when your top defenseman named Kale McCarr is just eating cookies on the bench in between shifts and then going out and dominating the shift and doing crazy things. Like I think he had about 55 highlights in that series and then Dude. jumps off the bench and eats a cookie and then jumps back on, does it again. 
I mean, the guy's basically, it, it almost like seems like he's just having fun at a beer league right now. Um, yeah. So, I mean, generation as, of talent. As by my, oh, just, Unreal. I mean, it, you've heard the story, obviously, where um, the Philadelphia Flyers wanted to select him. Everyone wanted to select him. Gar Snow, the GM, said, absolutely not. We're going to Owen Patrick. Gar Snow, if he ever ends up in the GM role again, that team, it's going to be Ottawa. I can feel it. I don't know why. It's just, that's just something Ottawa would do. Um, but it just, man, as a Philly fan, I watch, I would watch him do this, these things. And I'm like, oh, can't believe our entire you know organization wanted this guy. And we said no to him. Um, he's just disgusting. And uh, as long as he continues making plays like he does, I mean, I'm calling it now and I hope it doesn't jinx them. And if it does quote unquote jinx them, I mean, they're already jinxed as it is for some reason. Um, they're a juggernaut right now. They're unreal. Like honestly, watching his plays, he's he's just getting better and better and better. And uh, you know that's that's terrifying for the opponents. But um, I was I was kind of shocked at how badly Nashville fizzled. Um, but you know it happens. Uh, Minnesota and St. Louis again. I had the series going to six. I just had Minnesota winning it. Um, the same. I had Minnesota. I for sure. I thought Fleury was yeah. going to come in and, and battle for, hey, like I'm still, uh, and he still is, don't get me wrong. I'm still a starting goalie. I still want to be on a cup contender and, you know, battling for a contract. Um, do, do I think Talbot maybe should have got a chance as well? Yes. That's for a different story. But yeah. I, well, didn't Talbot go in for game six? Yeah, he did. But like, I'm just surprised that Talbot's been their guy all year and they bring in Fleury and then they just roll with Fleury right away. Like, I just. I don't know if I would have maybe even Done started that, with Talbot yeah. off the bat and, and then let him lose the job um, since he's been there for you all year. But anyways, that's just – I'm not an NHL coach, and that's probably why they have their own reasons. Um, but St. Louis, I mean, kudos. Um, their their deed looked just demolished by injuries and just looked awful in some of the games, and they still somehow came up and had some big games and won games. Now they're facing Colorado – Rest in peace, St. Louis Blues. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, with the way Colorado's playing and having all that rest. Um, and uh, yeah, I this is this is Colorado series. I think let's just move right into that. I think Colorado's going to take out St. Louis, and I'm actually rooting for it at this point because it's the Central Division's the only division I just got a, a complete f in because i had nashville minnesota facing off against each other and uh yeah it's colorado st louis so i think it's going to be colorado taking out st louis this time and um yeah it, uh, this is not going to be a seven game series i think they colorado could take them out in five but st louis isn't that weak st louis might four six yeah i don't know i i honestly would be shocked to see they go past game five, if I'm being extremely honest. But, Do you think they're capable of sweeping them, or you think it's going to go five? Oh, I absolutely think they're capable of sweeping them. Um, do I think maybe the rest too long becomes an issue, and maybe they potentially lose a game one because they're kind of just off their game and St. Louis is yeah. coming from playing so hard? Maybe. And I think if, if St. Louis is going to make it an interesting series, they have to win game one. That's my yeah. call. Like, they, if they want to make it to Game Six or even potential Game Seven, they absolutely have to catch them off guard and win Game One. If that doesn't happen, I think it's in four, five, a miracle chance. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think they'll definitely at least squeeze out five. Um, 
but I think one of those games could be an overtime. A couple games might be overtime games, and I think St. Louis, St. Louis could steal a win. Um, all right, so the Battle of Alberta. I mean, we have been waiting for this. I think you've been waiting for your entire life. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it's happened once, I think, uh, in my lifetime. I don't recall it. Um, probably wasn't able to watch it on TV at that point because we didn't have everything we have now. But, uh, yeah, dude, Calgary and Edmonton face off in round two. Markstrom and Smith. Uh, now, I had Calgary going all the way to the finals here, but I think Edmonton's going to dump them. Yeah, I, I think goaltending-wise, no offense to Smith, inconsistencies especially, I think Calgary has the edge there. Markstrom's just been just consistent and, and sometimes dominating. Um, I This is tough. Like Defense-wise, like I want to give it to, to Calgary as well. Like I just don't have a lot of faith in, in Edmonton's defense. But then you got 97, and and I, think, well, I can't even think of the number of Dreisel wears right now off the top of my head, but you got Dreisel and, and McDavid. And you, it could just be Dreisel and McDavid, and you still have a chance to win. Like, yeah. those two guys can absolutely win a game, absolutely win a series. So I'm excited for this. I think this is going to be old school Old school, old school, old school oh, yeah. playoff hockey, and yeah. I hope it is. I hope it doesn't turn into like a all star competition where they're just trading goals back and forth, which would still kind of be cool. But I want to see a little bit of grit to it, and I think both teams have those guys to bring that grit. So I'm super excited. Um, I would love to see this go to Game Seven. A Game Seven Same. between these two teams would just be unreal. My initial reaction like first gut check when i asked myself who's going to win this and i just said no thinking just whatever i spat out the words calgary why no idea that's just literally what came out of my mouth i'm not upset whoever wins this series yeah. i'm excited to see them go to the next round i i like I, I, this is one of the ones where i'm like congratulations you both did very well next team like go on to the next round and, and have good but my gut feeling was calgary i'm with you here and honestly i think my preference is the team that comes out of the series is the team that raises the cup. Um, I think it's long overdue that the cup returns to Canada. Yes, listeners, I'm American. Um, I don't really care at the end of the day. <laughs> I think uh, Calgary and Edmonton uh, are, for me right now, the two teams I'd love to see to raise the cup the most. Um, they're such passionate hockey ba- you know, fan bases and um, you know, pretty likable teams outside of Evander Kane. And um, Cassian, um, you know, I don't like him either. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think it would be great to see one of these teams raise the cup. I picked Calgary to make it there, but I'm switching my pick at this point. I think Edmonton is going to dump Calgary and it's going to be at least six, if not seven uh, for that to happen. But um, all right, man, uh, let's do New York and Carolina. So D'Angelo's old team versus D'Angelo's new team. I don't know how this guy is still in the league. But, um, yeah, in this case, I'm picking the Rangers, and I'm sticking with the Rangers. Um, I I just don't think – I know I know Carolina's good and everything, but I, I just don't like them. Um, I really don't like the Rangers either. But uh, Carolina picked up D'Angelo, so I really don't want them to advance. Uh, no, and honestly, like before before this watching the Rangers series – I would have said Carolina. Like I'm, I'm in with Carolina, um, but without D'Angelo, he could trip, fall, break a nail, and be out for the series. I'd be fine with that. Um, but 
I just watching New York and how much fun they're having as a team. And oh yeah, and you know, uh, Turkey Golan is their coach, who should still be the coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. But that's you know, it's a completely different topic. Um, he's from PEI, and, and um, I actually met him once at a. They were having a coaching conference. I was I wasn't in coaching yet. I wasn't really. I forget how long ago. This was so long ago. Turkey wasn't who he was. Well, I mean, he was Turkey, but he wasn't getting coached in the NHL and all that kind of stuff. And we actually asked him to take our photo with Paul Maurice, you know, the Walrus who coached in Ottawa <laughs> at the time. We were from Ottawa, you know, that's our local coach, whatever. And years later, we have this extremely blurry photo. You can't tell who's in the photo because he just like was shaking when he took the photo. Um, but it was taken by Turkey, so it's so cool. But apparently, he's a super nice guy, like just a local, um, and just the the fun that they seem to be having. I want to see them win the series. Like I want to see them, and I would love them to sweep it in four, just to watch New York go nuts. Yeah, honestly, and one of the things I think I want to jump into in one of our future episodes when the hockey topics start to fade a bit is I want to dive into the demise of the Vegas Golden Knights urinating tree. Uh, did a great video on it. Honestly, if anyone here doesn't watch urinating tree, he does great videos on NFL, NHL, um, MLB. I don't know if he does NBA stuff. He probably does. He probably does all the major sports. I don't watch anything basketball related, but he does these great videos and they're all vulgar and hilarious unless your team actually wins the championship like unless you win the stanley cup the super bowl or you know that that's it that's he, he's not making a nice video for you it's going to be mocking uh, your team your season whatever and it's they're awesome they're great videos and the vegas golden knights one he just did <laughs> y'all check it out urinating tree on youtube uh did a great dissection of the vegas golden knights um inaugural season and their picks and what people said down to where they're at now um and uh i'm very excited for jack eichel to not continue meeting in the playoffs while the sabers do so um we're gonna see that happen i'm not i'm not bitter but battle of florida this is where we'll wrap up this podcast um i don't know man i'm excited for this one um didn't we actually talk about this right in the beginning before we actually decided to dive into the second round. Yeah, we, we talked a bit about it. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I, I think we could just kind of go into like games. Like, for example, like for me, uh, I've watched Kucherov be an absolutely, an absolute dick to some at the, some points this this series and kind of near the end of the year. Like, I don't understand what his problem is. Is like he's almost like he's won, so he doesn't care anymore. I don't know. There's just something about him I just I just don't like. And I used to actually really like the guy. He's filthy. Um, that being said, I want to see Cats in six. Sorry, Nick Paul. Yeah, I, I still again, like I think we did. Um, I, I'm still picking Florida in this series. Um, I don't think it's going to go seven. Um, I'm with you on the six. Um, uh, Tampa's not Tampa's an amazing team. They've won the last two Stanley Cups. I just think Florida's built for this. And, just, you know, minus any possible injury, um, major injuries, um, you know, is Spencer Knight the backup or is he in the minors? I'm pretty sure he's the backup. I could be wrong, but um, I, I'm, I'm almost positive. Yeah, and so I think, uh, you know, I think as long as Bobrovsky stays healthy, he's got the maturity to consistently and, and to continually lead this team. And him and Giroux are teammates back in Philly, if I'm not incorrect. Because uh, I have yeah, a Bobrovsky so. yeah, I have a Bobrovsky Flyers jersey. I have a lot of random jerseys, don't ask. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be, dude, I'm, I'm excited for the, you know, the second round coming up i'm also excited for anyone listening to this uh the nahl uh playoffs are entering uh blaine minnesota for the final four teams that have made it 
Um, and you'll be able to listen to all the talk about that on Thursday's episode uh, with Jared Becker. So be sure to listen out for that one. But it's going to be you know, the advancement of the New Mexico Ice Wolves uh, have advanced. The Sa- the St. Cloud Norsemen have advanced. The New Jersey Titans have advanced. And, um, oh, man, I'm forgetting a team. There's a four-team that advanced. And congratulations, uh, four-team that advanced. Um, who is it? Well, we got this. Oh, Alaska Wolverines, the brand new team. Uh, the Alaska Wolverines advance. Um, so it's going to be really exciting to see the uh, the three game series and then the national championship game next Tuesday. And before we wrap up this podcast, I want to give a shout out to um, Weber State University for picking up some amazing players in the last week and a half. Uh, so shout out to Ogden Mustangs players, Jack Jones, Andre Shmakov. Igor Kamakov and who's the guy who did? Oh, Corey Mater. All four of them just signed with Weaver State in the last week. So they've all committed to Weaver State and will be playing uh, in ACHA hockey uh, this coming fall. So if you're an Ogden Mustangs fan and you're in Ogden, um, start going to some Weaver State games because if Van Orman's still on the team and he was with Ogden the year before, you have a lot of uh, ex-Mustangs right now playing for Weber State, so it's going to be like Weber State Senior, or I guess Weber State Junior, Ogden Mustangs Senior, whatever you want to look at it. Uh, but really excited to see those four boys hit the ice um, in new uniforms, same ice sheet next season, and big congratulations to all of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not a small feat to to get the offer and be going. So, um, you know, congrats to them, and, and I'm sure it'll be a fun ride doing it with some teammates. Yeah, and I think it's going to be real cool because I uh, like them all, and uh, it's, it's been exciting to watch Jack Jones and Shmakov uh, for the last two seasons, Corey Mater all season, and Igor Kamikov really come on hot during the playoffs because uh, he was a late-season acquisition uh, in a trade for the Mustangs at the end of the year. But, um, yeah, um, that's kind of where we're going to wrap this one up. You got anything else to uh, say before we kill this episode for the listeners? No, that's it for me. And I, you know, I hope I think the first round was super fun, tongue the game seven. And I hope uh, round two brings some more, uh, some more gritty playoff hockey. Yeah, same here. Because honestly, the first round, I was way more, uh, I was way more into it than I thought I would be. Um, you know, because I've really been heavy into the junior hockey stuff this year, uh, as I, I would say the last couple years. And um, yeah, it's been. It's been some really, really good NHL hockey for this playoffs. But that said, uh, we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on P- on Twitter at PHH Official to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. And again, everyone, this was the unedited uh, quick drop episode of Pigeonhole Hockey with Chris and Sebastian. Thanks for listening. Hope you all enjoyed it. And remember, always clear your crease.